Welcome. Welcome to the weekend. Everybody up. This is Herded Here with Swanee on 740 The Fan. You'll get the insight and latest information on North Dakota State football. From the tailgate lot to the football field, our countdown is on. Here's your host of Heard It Here, Josh Swanson. It's a green and yellow brick road. A green and yellow brick road all the way to Minneapolis starting a couple days ago on Thursday. Bison Nation Herd Country. You packed those wagons. Headed on east. Making the trek to Minneapolis. The last few days, the last few days in downtown Minneapolis have been absolutely epic. If you were out and about, you know what I'm talking about. Tens of thousands. Literally, when I say a green and yellow brick road, I'm literally meaning in a literal sense, as it actually happened. Bison fans took over downtown Minneapolis. It was awesome. Who else does that? Who else brings 35,000 people to someone else's city to watch their beloved college football team? Lines out the door. The locals in downtown Minneapolis were looking at us like, wow, look at you guys. Who are these guys? Well, they're the bison. Everybody knew they were the bison. Lines out the door at every pub and restaurant and tavern, places running out of beverages, and just a real good time as the Bison are set to kick off this afternoon at 3 o'clock against the Butler Bulldogs at Target Field. The Twins are expecting a full house. The folks from the Minnesota Twins, North Dakota native Dave St. Peter, the president of the Twins, Boy, Bison Nation, Bison Nation, it is finally here. It is finally here after months and months of waiting and the anticipation and the excitement and everything else. Who's going to be the starting quarterback? How will Coach Entz do in his debut every other question you can think of will be answered starting today at Target Field is the number one ranked undisputed heavyweight champs of the FCS kickoff the title defense and we've got it covered for you on Heard It Here with Swanee thanks to our great sponsors bringing this show to you making it possible Gate City Bank is proud to support the NDSU Bison. Show your Bison pride with a free NDSU Gate City Bank debit card. GateCity.com slash my card for a better way of life. Welton's Tire Service, also a sponsor of the Thundering Herdcast. You can find that on 740 The Fan. Click on the podcast tab. Go check out the Thundering Herdcast. Weldon's Tire Service, your hometown-friendly Goodyear dealer in Lisbon. 
our friends, the Lisbon Broncos, a family-owned business with family values in Riverside Building Center of Lisbon, Southeastern North Dakota's premier dealer for all of your building supply needs from the basics to home improvement as well as complete pre-built homes. So many storylines, so many things to watch, and that's the one question by the nation I've been getting all week. Swanee, what are you what are you looking for today? What are the big things? What what do we need to be watching for as fans if we haven't had enough suds where we can still have a recollection of what's going on in the game. My first thing is this, friends. Don't get lost in the minutia. Don't get lost in the minutia or details. There's 35,000 screaming Bison fans on the yellow and green brick road in downtown Minneapolis. Just breathe in that fall air, that crisp college football fall air, the smells of the grills and the scene and the green grass at Target Field. Take take a minute and just enjoy that and reflect on it. Don't don't get lost in the minutia. You're not going to remember that two years from now, five years from now. Earlier this week, Chase Miller, the fan, he had a, a great interview with Tyler Roll talking about the last time the Bison were in Minneapolis in 2007 and brought 30000 to the Metrodome and dropped the hammer with our guy, now offensive coordinator Tyler Roll, rushing for 250-plus yards. That big touchdown from Steve Walker, the end zone, Stalker, a friend of the Swan, Steve's at Gate City Bank, one of our sponsors, former Bison quarterback. You remember that play. You don't you don't remember there was a left guard pulling. If Minnesota was running a 4-3 base blitz and a linebacker, you don't remember that. What you remember is number 40 taking that swing pass from number 11 and rumbling and bumbling and bulldozing his way through the Gophers' defense for a touchdown that blew the roof off the Metrodome. That's what you remember. Now, don't don't get me wrong, Bison Nation. I care about the combination starting at offensive line for the Bison. Carson Schoening, what a story there. Center, number 59, junior, Rolla, North Dakota starting at center for the Bison this afternoon. That's important. Cordell Volson, Belfour, North Dakota. His brother Tanner with the Chargers, along with the juggernaut, Easton Stick, now starting on the offensive line. That's important. I love If you sit by me, I know the people that sit by me, Russ Sorensen at the Fargo Dome, Brent Tavine. Brent Bigaman from out in Ray, North Dakota, Nick Prothrow, all those guys. Swanee, you are the same hackneyed, cliched, canned ham, put it on repeat, yelling stuff the whole game. About half the things I say, say and yell at a football game are about the Rams or about the offensive line. I love the Rams. Coach Blazik, A.J. Blazik, buys the nation. As you get to know him, That guy is the quintessential 
offensive line coach. So, yeah, I'll be paying attention, and that's important. That's a key to the game. But I'm not going to get lost in the shuffle, and nor should you. Whether you're listening on the airwaves, watching on the airwaves, watching the highlights later tonight on SportsCenter, watching the replays, just take a minute to think about how gosh darn special it is that your NDSU Bison filled a Major League Baseball stadium in downtown Minneapolis with 35,000, 35,000 fans at a time when a bunch of stories, Las Vegas Journal Review, big newspaper in the Silver State covering the Mountain West, they had an article done by the former president of the American Football Coaches Association. And he's talking about attendance being down and being such a problem for so many schools, whether it's Georgia in the SEC, Florida State in the ACC, all these big-time college football programs. Minnesota taking on South Dakota State a couple nights ago at TCF. It looked like two-thirds of that stadium was empty. That will not be a problem this afternoon for the Bison because very few college football programs are doing what your team is doing this afternoon. You want to know what the big story is in all this? That's right there. That's the strength of the herd is the Bison, and the strength of the Bison is the herd on top of Trey Lance starting at quarterback, and Christian Watson and Phoenix Sproles, two stud receivers for the Bison, seeing what they're going to do this afternoon, seeing that code green defense. Yeah, they're going to, the Bison are going to make plays. They're going to score big touchdowns. There's going to be big defensive plays. And to be quite blunt and frank, as you've come to expect on Heard It Here with Swanee, especially in the game day prediction segment the bison should blow the doors off this one and a good portion of target field might clear out by the second half to go watch the game from a patio or a porch somewhere don't do that don't be that fan they've got beer they got concessions at target field this is a opportunity that only comes along so very rarely bison nation don't leave the stadium because you think you need to go to a bar in downtown Minneapolis and have a beer. That's so short-sighted and myopic, and you're better than that. But just enjoy the experience, friends. We got a lot coming up for you on Heard It Here with Swanee on 740 AM, the fan live from Minneapolis. I suppose we better get into the keys to the game, the big storylines, what we're going to be Watching for as Bison football kicks off the 2019 season at Target Field this afternoon. Make sure to check out our show page at 740thefan.com. Heard it here with Swanee on 740 AM. Yes, sir. At NDSU, unlike the no-good cattle rustlers and horse wranglers down south on I-29, it's always a bonanza. 
Every week, Swanee brings you his key moments behind the herd's bountiful harvest. Giddy up, bison country. Giddy up, bison country indeed. I've got uh, got some text from some concerned friends of the swan. Friends have heard it here with Swanee broadcasting live from Minneapolis. Thanks to our friends at Gate City Bank, Welton's Tire Service, and Riverside Building Center. Riverside Building Center in Lisbon, Southeast North Dakota's premier dealer for all of your building supply needs from the basics to home improvement, as well as complete pre-built homes. Give them a call, Riverside Building Center. Want to thank Seaberg Power Shirts. Yeah, I almost slipped up there, didn't I? Shirts. It's a PG program, folks. Seaberg Power Sports, Yonke Insurance, and Altendorf Trucking and Express. You're texting me. I love you guys. Asking me if I'm playing hurt. Am I playing hurt this morning? Did I stay up too late? Now, come on. Come on, Bison Nation. 35,000 Bison fans. Green and yellow brick road in downtown Minneapolis. You know I'm. Playing a little bit hurt. We're having a good time, though. Such a bison festivity, an event, the NDSU Foundation putting on the pep rally at the, the Depot Renaissance Center in downtown Minneapolis. That was jam-packed wall-to-wall. What a crazy good time that was. A lot of bonanza moments on top of just the atmosphere. North Dakota State kicking off the title defense 2019 season. Jabril Cox on the Buchanan watch list, one of 25 players on that in FCS for the most valuable defensive player. He led the Bison defense and ranked 10th in the Valley with 91 tackles in 2018. Nine and a half TFLs tackles for loss, four sacks. Four picks, including two he returned for touchdowns, three pass breakups, seven quarterback hurries, consensus first team, preseason All-American. Garrett Wagner, the punter who you're not going to see too much of this afternoon, and that's maybe that's one of those underlying things. You want to get all your guys some work, but uh, if, if Garrett Wagner has more than two or three punts for the Bison, Bison fans might be freaking out. That's a guy they don't want to see too much of today. Five preseason All-Americans along with Cox. You got Zach Johnson, offensive line. Dylan Radins, offensive line. Derek Tuska, defensive line. And, of course, Wagner at the punter. You got another bevy of all-conference preseason players with James Hendricks, Ben Ellison, Cole Karch, and Ross Kennelly joining. Those other players. Captains, your 2019 captain, safety James Hendricks, cornerback Marquise Bridges, running back Ty Brooks, Ellefson from Holly, along with Johnson and Tuska. The Bison will look to run the ball today. Matt Entz talked about it at his press conference earlier in the week. Someone from the media asked, and in a few minutes we'll bring on Chase Miller from 740 The Fan for our FCS. Face the Nation 
Roundtable brought to you by Gate City Bank. Proud to support the NDSU Bison. Show your Bison pride with a free NDSU Gate City Bank debit card. GateCity.Bank slash my card for a better way of life. Talking about how the Bison, how Tyler Roll, first-year offensive coordinator, is going to call plays this afternoon. Whether they'd take the training wheels off some of the players or we'll get a vanilla wafer play call sheet. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a steady diet of pounding the rock. Butler is in the Pioneer League. The Bison have a decisive size advantage up front. The Bison are going to want to establish the run. There's there's no secret about it. It's not quantum physics. It's football 101. If you're bigger than the other guy up front, if you're stronger than the other guy up front, you want to establish your dominance and run the football. That's what North Dakota State does. Matt Ants talked about that at his press conference earlier in the week. The Bison feel like they can play seven, eight, or even nine offensive linemen throughout the course of the day. That's something the Bison are going to want to do, not just on the offensive front. This is a kind of game Partially because of the experience playing at Target Field, you want to get a lot of your players. The Bison are traveling 80 guys. The Bison are going to do all they can to make sure all 80 get an opportunity to play this afternoon. They're going to want to run the football. They're going to want to put Trey Lance in positions on second and short and third and short to take a shot down the field. And keep an eye on that. North Dakota State offensively, if they can get into that second and four, second and three, having Adam Cofield, Ty Brooks, Dimitri Williams, Sabian Clark chipping away, bulldozing their way through the line of scrimmage to set up those second and three and second and four type of downs, I think that's where you're going to see that play-action game where you're going to see Trey Lance dropping back in the pocket, number five, Under center, taking the snap. He's back. He's got Watson down the field. Unleashing some bombs. Seeing what the Bison have in those talented athletic receivers. Christian Watson is a guy to keep your eye on. Phoenix Sproles, number 11. Watch those two guys. That sophomore tandem throughout the course of the year and how they emerge in the receiving game, those are the perfect opportunities. When you're second and two, second and three, you know that on a third and short, you can trust your offensive line to pick up a first down. They're called throwaway downs. Now, I'm not saying they're garbage downs or they don't matter. What I'm saying is when you want to move the chains with the Bison offense, with a young quarterback or any quarterback, whether it's a Trey Lance or Brock Jensen or Easton Stick. When you want to move the chains, pick up first downs, and put yourself in scoring position, if you can get into that second and two, second and three, even second and four kind of territory, that frees you up to take a shot downfield and to throw the ball to some of your playmakers on offense. And if you don't pick it up, you're still doing a couple things. One, You're giving your quarterback, Trey Lance, the opportunity to run some of that offense and to see what he can do throwing the ball. 
but you're also putting yourself in a position where if there's an incomplete or you tell your quarterback, if it's not there, don't force it, you live to fight another down. Where on that third and short with your offensive line with the Rams, you could still pick up a first down running the football. So I'm going to be watching for that. I think on those early downs, as far as stay, they call it staying ahead of the chains, not getting behind the sticks, meaning the first down marker. I think we're going to see a lot of that from North Dakota State. I think at some point during the day, you're going to see the Bison take a shot downfield to try to connect on a home run ball. And I think you're going to see Trey Lance bust off a nice touchdown run. Season two herded here with Swanee on 740 AM. The fan brought to you by our good friends at Welton's Tire Service, your hometown friendly Goodyear dealer in Lisbon, North Dakota. Family-owned business with family values. That's my bold prediction. I think Trey Lance is going to bust off a long touchdown run, and I think Trey Lance is going to connect with either a Phoenix Sproles or Christian Watson on a big, big pass play. I think the opportunities will be there this afternoon for it. The Bison, according to Coach Entz from earlier in the week, they're not necessarily trying to limit the playbook or the plans. They're aggressive going into it. And as I just explained, dropping some football knowledge on you this fine Saturday morning, college football is in the air. They want to put number five, Trey Lance, in situations where he can be successful, manage the game, understand where his reads are coming from in both the run and the pass game. And I think ultimately we want to see Zeb Nolan today. I think the Bison want to build a lead in the first half. I think that in the second half you want to march out your number one offense for a couple series, and I think you put in Zeb. I think you see what he can do. You want to get out of that game healthy. You want to play some of your backups. And, And Bison fans, if anything else, If anything else, tweet at me at Swanee8 during the game if you're bored. I will meet you in the outfield concession deck bar, much to my wife's chagrin. I will meet you, and I will explain to you some of these X's and O's and why you shouldn't leave the game so you can see some guys like Zeb Nolan, who've been working hard since last spring to see what they can do. I'm excited in a few minutes to talk to Chase Miller, 740 The Fan. We're going to roundtable this. We're going to talk about not just the storylines, but the the 2019 FCS season. There are some interesting games on the docket today. South Dakota and Montana are playing. They kick off at 2 o'clock. James Madison is at West Virginia. That's a 1 o'clock kick. Indiana State, they're number 16 in the polls. They're a prospective playoff team after getting snubbed last fall. They're playing less miles in the Kansas Jayhawks, Elon, and North Carolina A&T have a matchup of ranked opponents coming in at 20 and 21 on the scales. And then two other ranked teams, Montana State, number 14. They were in the Dome last year for the playoffs. They've got the Texas Tech Red Raiders and UC Davis, a Bison opponent here in a few weeks. They're at Cal, a very winnable game against an FBS Pac-12 opponent. But after the break, 740 The Fans, Chase Miller, we're going to sit down and visit with him about the FCS 
world pitcher. Coming up on Heard It Here with Swanee. We got to let this one roll a little, Chase. Chicago, Saturday at the park, Target Field, gates open at noon, 12 sharp, pregame concert hosted by, uh, featuring country music star Jordan Davis, that starts at 1, this is Heard It Here with Swanee on 740 AM, The Fan and 107.3, be sure to check out our show page at 740 thefan.com and check out the new podcast I'm doing the thundering herdcast click on the podcast tab scroll down the thundering herdcast I want to thank our sponsors Gate City Bank Welton's Tire Service and Riverside Building Center for bringing this show to you live from downtown Minneapolis as the Bison are set to kick off the 2019 season against the Butler Bulldogs another Another year, Chase, a lot of the usual suspects, the the familiar names in that top five, top ten of the FCS. You know, I look up and down this top 25 list. I really don't know what surprises are lurking out there. The teams that are contend that are gonna contend and be there that last Friday and Saturday in late December in the semifinals or quarterfinals are probably a mix of the same ones. We normally see, so no no real marquee games. James Madison, they've got FBS, West Virginia today. Eastern Washington, they're, uh, geez, I'm not even sure who they're playing. Big Sky opponent. Washington. Washington, that's yeah. right. Yep. They're out UW, Chris Peterson, and the Huskies out there. You got UC Davis playing Cal, as we mentioned. Looking at it. It's, it seems almost cliched to say that the, the biggest challengers to the Bison this year, probably JMU again, for as, for as much as I beat them up on the Thundering Herdcast last week in South Dakota State, and a newcomer, we'll find out awfully early, UC Davis comes to the Fargo Dome in a few weeks. Their head coach, Dan Hawkins, formerly at Boise State in Colorado, Jake Mayer, the Walter Payton quarterback watch list nominee. So it's it's one of those things I, I wonder, and I, I, I talked about this on the Thundering Herdcast last week, that you get the sense that some in the national media landscape and maybe even locally are kind of just subconsciously hoping to buy and trip up a time or two this fall. It's a new year, new players. But as Dave Kolpak from the Associated Press wrote in an article this week, a lot of the same storylines with the same teams. And that's kind of what Brock Speck said, uh, Illinois State head coach, saying, you know what, you look at the uh, name on the back, that might change, but the name on the front looks awfully similar, and they got a lot of the similar guys over their uh, current run right now for NDSU. And the other thing, Swanee, too, when you look at the Valley, for just games not earlier this week on Thursday or Friday, but just today, NDSU's game with Butler and this is no disrespect to Butler, but in terms of just a point structure, if you want to go by point differential where the Bison are 48-point favorites, all the other games are within 14 points, and almost all of them are against FBS competition. I mean, you got Northern Iowa and Iowa State, 
Iowa State is a top 25 ranked FBS team. And anytime you get Northern Iowa and Iowa State playing because they signed that contract where they're going to play every other year for the next decade, there's some familiarity. You have Indiana State at Kansas, as you mentioned earlier, which would be a big win for the Sycamores if they could start the Les Miles you know, campaign in Lawrence with a win over Rock Chalk. You look at Montana and South Dakota, that is a very good Valley Big Sky Challenge game at the Dakota Dome, which, by the way, is undergoing renovation. So I'm curious how the atmosphere is going to be inside the Dakota Dome for that game. And that also, Sony can kind of tip the balances a little bit between the Big Sky and the Valley, who might have one or two other better teams, especially if the Grizz go on the road to Vermillion and pick up that win. And then you got Illinois State, who a lot of people are talking about maybe being not a dark horse, but a, a power in the Valley this year, someone who could be a, a top 10 team from start to finish. Well, if they go to Northern Illinois and pick off the Huskies of, of the MAC, all of a sudden a lot of people are going to be saying, okay, that's a team that the buys are going to have to be wary of. And this is just specifically Swanee in the Valley. So as much as the buys are ready to play, we're ready to see Trey Lance. How does the offense or defense look different? How does Matt Entz uh, call his first time out, not worry about a delay of game or anything of that nature? There's a lot of very cool and interesting matchups coming up throughout the day today here on this Saturday, just with Valley teams playing a step up. And then I look down I-29 in that Vermillion matchup with Montana and the Oats. That is a nice one for FCS football fans. That game kicks off at 2 o'clock. To me, Chase, that's really the game of the week in the Missouri Valley Football Conference to see what Coach Nielsen and the Coyotes can do against Montana down there in Vermillion. And one thing, going a little bit off off the grid I was thinking, looking through my, my uh, notes during the uh, show pre-production meeting here live from downtown Minneapolis this morning. Matt Entz during his press conferences, here's what I love about that guy. I, I, I like Bill Belichick. I, I, re, I read a lot of football books. I love Belichick, his philosophy, his approach to the game. Same with Nick Saban. There's a reason that the Crimson Tide and the Patriots are successful year after year, and it starts at the top with Saban and Belichick. What Chris Kleiman did at NDSU was remarkable. It was borderline. No, it wasn't borderline. It was historic. It should get him, even though he's still in the middle of his coaching career, coaching at Kansas State, Chris Kleiman is probably a college football Hall of Famer for what he did at North Dakota State. Chris Kleiman is, is very much out of that Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, very careful about what they say mode at press conferences. Very, very polished, very, very articulate, very sharp, and there's nothing wrong with that. Coach Entz, man, he is a street fighter. He, he, he doesn't come out and pick a fight. That's, that's not what I mean. But he gets up there, and he doesn't have that filter. He's not as guarded as some of these other coaches. He'll give it to you straight. Coach Entz is a straight shooter. He will tell you, what's on his mind. I hope that doesn't change. It's it's different from having a Craig Bowl or a Chris Kleiman. It's different where a Matt Ants will get up there and say things like, well, I, I got to be paying attention to that clock to make sure I'm calling a timeout or saying things like, we don't have, we're so young, we're too young to overlook anybody. Just, just some of the things that he talked about, he really talked about from a, a game management perspective situational football and he got into he got into the weeds a little bit in a good way I thought at his press conference talking about some of the practice situation the Biden spending 
a lot of time on those third down plays, different time left on the clock throughout the game, two minute, your four minute drill, whatever it was. But he, I just get the sense he he's fired up. Matt Entz is ready to go. Matt Entz is tired of the same questions week after week. Matt Entz wants to strap it on, play football, and start banging into some other teams. He even said something along the lines of, the players are sick and tired of hitting each other. The coaches are sick and tired of going up against each other. We want to smack somebody else in the mouth. And to me, I'm excited to watch the Coach Entz, how he develops as a head coach, and how he steps into this responsibility. And I hope he has that you're darn right kind of approach and mentality. Because you talk about the the same, you know, talking about what Brock Spack said about the Bison. The one thing for me, and, and it's early on, Coach Entz is a lot less filtered and a lot more here's how I see it during uh, his press conferences for the Bison. Yeah, and it kind of reminds me of when Chris Clemmon kind of was the first-year head coach. He maybe gave away a little bit more. And maybe he didn't tip his hand, but he gave you more behind the scenes than what he did, you know, last year as a head coach. He just went through the systems. He knew what some of the questions were going to be. He understood how the responses were going to be when it was maybe a tougher question than a lob question where you're just asking about the opponent. And if Matt Entz continues this throughout the year, Swanee, that's going to be good for guys like you and me because he's going to give us more media sound to kind of gnaw on kind of like at the end of a T-bone or a ribeye when you get that nice meat that you just want to keep chewing. That's what Matt Entz is giving you right now instead of just the, well, here's a burger, put some uh, cheese on it and <laughs> and call it good. So, And speaking of Chris Kleiman, first game today against, ironically, an FCS team down in Manhattan in Nichols, and they're Swanee a 23-and-a-half point favorite that game on ESPN Plus tonight at 6 p.m. You can bet that Kleiman's got those uh, Wildcats and the Wildcat fans talking. I'm sure he's answered enough questions about FCS this week where he's going to feel like, Okay, once this game gets done, I'm finally in the FBS again as a coach because I'm playing an FCS squad. But to your point, you know, Matt Entz learned enough of schooling under Chris Kleiman to give the media some stuff but not give him the entire playbook. But if Matt Entz can continue to give sound like that, that's going to be a lot of fun once you get into September, October, November, and potentially, again, another Frisco run in December and January. And fans have heard it here with Swanee on 740 AM, the fan, and 107 Point three FM. You can also bet on quality service from Gate City Bank, Welton's Tire Service, and Riverside Building Center in Lisbon, bringing the show to you live this morning from Minneapolis. Gate City Bank is proud to support the NDSU Bison. Show your Bison pride with a free NDSU Gate City Bank debit card, gatecity.bank slash my card for a better way of life. One of the things that Coach Entz said, Chase, at his weekly press conference, He mentioned the possibility of the Bison lobbying. He he didn't quite lobby, but he was, you know, it'd be pretty cool if the Bison, if we played at U.S. Bank, that would be outstanding. It's been proven that our fans travel well, and we want to play at U.S. Bank. That was awesome. To to hear the head coach of North Dakota State, for Coach Etz to say that, uh, among the many things that, that he said during the game, the Bison, I thought one of the more interesting things he said when asked about the four-game rule, was being more inclined to, to pull red shirts off some freshmen, including some uh, some of the young receivers that the, the Bison have on the roster, true freshmen, uh, DJ Baptiste and Braylon Henderson and Jacob Lippi, 
he specifically referenced pulling their red shirts and and maybe having a different philosophical approach to doing that than prior regimes. He he did say that the Bison are going to use that four-game rule to figure out what they have and to build some depth. But that's something we might see, particularly at some of the skill positions this fall where the Bison aren't afraid to pull the shirt off a guy like Baptiste Henderson or Lippy. Yeah, and and you mentioned wide receiver. Why would you say wide receiver, Swanee? Well, Watson and Sproles are sophomores. I mean, right there that just tells you if you're option one and option two at wide receiver or sophomores, you probably are pretty young in that position, and, and you are. I mean, you got Cole Jacob there who's a junior, but you look at your tight ends and you say, okay, Ben Ellison's a senior, but again, you start going down the list and there's a lot of underclassmen, and I'll say it even at running backs. You like what you have with uh, Ty Brooks, Adam Cofield, Dimitri Williams, they're all seniors. But after that, Sabian Clark is a redshirt freshman, and you and and he mentioned that Johnson's going to be traveling with the team, who is a true freshman from the state of Georgia. So I'm I'm really curious on what his philosophy was because I think with uh, Chris Kleiman, he looked at it going, hey, if we make it in the playoffs and we make it to Frisco, I'd really like to have a guy for a game down there and not maybe pull the redshirt. Or I think what Matt is saying going. You know what? This year and this season, with not as many seniors, if we can get a guy some reps early on, and all of a sudden the light bulb starts clicking earlier and earlier as he goes through games, and maybe it's game nine or ten of the season, and then we have to determine whether or not to pull his red shirt. Well, we might need to say, hey, he's already played for a game, Swanee. Someone got injured, and we're fine pulling his red shirt, and he's not going to drop off the page. And I think that's maybe more where Matt Entz this year than last year is going because they don't have the seniors and maybe they are building depth to where last year the depth was there just with the senior and junior class alone before you even went to the underclassmen. I want to talk about when we get back from break and wrap it up here on Heard It Here with Swanee on 740 AM. The Fan, make sure to check out our show page at 740thefan.com. Check out the Thundering Herdcast podcast. You can subscribe for free on iTunes, go to Apple iTunes, search the Thundering Herdcast. Make sure to subscribe for free to that. I want to talk about Trey Lance and Coach Ent saying that the uh, the pressure is off him. He's not trying to to be perfect now. He's just cutting it loose. But also our keys to the game, take it to the bank predictions, the size discrepancies up front between the Butler line on offense and defense and North Dakota State's Rams. And defensive front on Heard It Here with Swanee on 740 AM, The Fan, 107.3 FM. We're taking it to the bank as Swanee brings you his lock-solid prediction for this week's game. Just don't bet the house on it or anything, okay? Oh, my God. Are you serious? Feels like a... Late September, early October, kind of fall morning. Get out, get outside. That fresh piping hot cup of coffee, crisp fall air. That is my absolute favorite, favorites. One of my favorite smells. Best time of the year. Fall coming a little early and talking about lock solid. Take it to the bank predictions. You can. Take this to the bank. Quality customer service from Riverside Building Center in Lisbon, southeastern North Dakota's premier dealer for all of your building supply needs from the basics to home improvement as well as complete 
pre-built homes. Welton's Tire Service in Lisbon, a family-owned business with family values. And, of course, our friends at Gate City Bank bring in Heard It Here with Swanee to you live this morning from downtown Minneapolis. Chase, I take a look at the Butler football depth chart, and I look at their offensive line. Let me read some numbers to you because we're all about the data and analytics on Heard It Here. Their left tackle is a sophomore who weighs 265 pounds. Their right guard, excuse me, left guard, is a senior who weighs 280. Their center is a sophomore that weighs 260 pounds. Their right guard is a junior coming at coming in at 260 pounds. And their right tackle is a junior coming in at 275 pounds. They are a small offensive line. They are not a Missouri Valley football conference offensive line. And I know, heard it here, fans, I know what you're saying, but Swanee, they, they went into the Ice Castle and beat Youngstown last year. Youngstown, North Dakota State are on two different planes. North Dakota State will not be overlooking Butler. Butler will not do to the Bison what they did to the Fighting Bull Polinas. But, Chase, I look at that discrepancy on the line of scrimmage, and boy, oh boy, Sam Brown, Butler's quarterback, number three, sophomore, buck 85. I hope they got some bubble wrap because he's going to take some shots today. Yeah, and, and this is kind of what you expect with a Pioneer Football League team, and this is no disrespect to the fine Pioneer Football League, Swanee. You know, Butler was the first team that made the FCS playoffs from the Pioneer Football League once they kind of allowed them as, a, you know, an automatic qualifier, and they had enough teams with, with everything. And <laughs> that league is in four time zones, mind you, so they get their travel in that league. But we've seen San Diego, and Bison fans remember San Diego for a couple of years coming in to the Fargo Dome for like their very first game in the FCS playoffs, second round of it technically. But San Diego beat a team like Cal Poly. They beat Northern Arizona, but then they come up here and they're physically playing the same game as North Dakota State, but they're 20, 25, 30, 35 pounds, maybe a little bit lighter. And after playing 15, 20, 25, 30 minutes, it's like a a bulldozer just keeps on coming and coming and coming and coming. And sooner or later, it's going to break and and it's just going to keep going. So you get to this point. This is what you expect. I know we've hammered on this a lot on on, on the, the podcast, and I think even last week, Swanee saying the build up for NDSU this year couldn't have been any better with the first year head coach with the first year starting quarterback. I mean, if they would be in Oregon to start this season, like they're going to be next year, I think a lot of Bison fans would be going, okay, there's definitely going to be some hiccups and giddy-ups. But because that they're playing Butler in a 30-plus-thousand-seat facility at Target Field, that 98% is going to be wearing green and yellow and not Butler blue. And then you get to come home and play UND, so you get to play your in-state rival in front of your home home fan base. Then you go to Delaware after already playing a road kind of game at Target Field. Then you host UC Davis. This is what it's going to be where you can continue to see the progression building and this is what makes, I think, Bison fans funny going, you can get the rust out against Butler. You can have some issues against Butler and get away with it. But then come week two, week three, week four, everything's got to tighten up just a little bit before conference play. That, that's one of those old sayings in football, whether it's college, professional, or high school, is you tend to make the most improvement, not that you don't improve throughout the course of the season in where you're at in week 10, is so much further advanced than where you are in week one. 
but you tend to make those most improvements between weeks one and two between your first game and second game where you can iron some stuff out. So I, I think you're absolutely right that the schedule sets up nicely for North Dakota State. And I, and I don't want to beat up on Butler too bad. They're a Pioneer League team. Their kids are working hard. Their coaches are working hard. We've we've had an opportunity the last few days being in Minneapolis, sitting down, visiting with some of their fans, some of the players' parents. <laughs> had a really, really good time with them. Buys it fans will we'll sit down and have a beverage and, and party with anybody. So it was good to see some Butler fans. But you're, that the stadium target field is going to be of the 35,000, 34,000 are going to be Bison fans. I'm looking forward to seeing the, some of the running backs, too. We haven't even touched on that, how the Bison are going to split carries. And Coach Anst referenced that earlier in the week. They're going to look more to split the load between Ty Brooks and Adam Cofield and Dimitri Williams. And Williams is also returning kicks this afternoon for the Bison. And a funny thing you mentioned about that, Swanee, uh, I'll have the running back coach coming up in the next half hour here. Segway. There we go. Dan Larson on FCS Saturday, a nice seven-minute chat with him, who, by the way, was the head coach at Wisconsin-Eau Claire, a WIAC Division Three program for the last three years. So he went from a head coach to a running backs coach, and we'll kind of talk a little bit about his time here in Fargo, Swanee, since he was named that in January, and also what they can expect from those guys specifically behind the scenes. But my Final score prediction before we go, Swanee. I know yours is going to be astronomical, as you like to say it. I'm going to go 42-7. to 42-7, so I think Butler holds a spread. I don't think NDSU is going to show everything, which is why I'm going underneath the spread that NDSU will be there. They'll show some class. They won't run up the score, and they're just going to be there to take care of business is what I got, 42-7. to 42-7. 42-7 is my score. At halftime, North Dakota State is rolling into downtown Minneapolis on the green in yellow brick road. And you're going to see some new names and you're going to see some new faces. But the storyline, brothers and sisters, is going to be the same old smash mouth taking care of business. Bison football at Target Field where the Bison will bulldoze the Bulldogs. 56 to 10. This is Heard It Here with Swanee on 740 AM. The fan 107.3. Want to thank our sponsors, Gate City Bank, Weldon's Tire Service, Riverside Building Center, Seaberg Power Sports, Yankee Insurance, and Altendorf Trucking Express. And remember, the strength of the herd is the bison, and the strength of the bison is the herd. Done.